Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eyes in the Minds. My name is John, and uh, Ian is unfortunately uh, suffering from uh, busy AF, uh, and unfortunately cannot join us this week. But I wanted to get something out real quick for you all, so that we have a little bit something to talk about, because there's been a lot of this happened in the past week or so. Uh, first up, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Brad Nelson for winning two GPs in a row, because winning a GP in Standard and then winning a GP in Modern, or winning the Open in Modern, excuse me is very impressive. So big props to Brad Nelson. It only goes to show that Brad really does know how to play constructed magic. And if you need to find a deck for a standard tournament, I would just play whatever Brad Nelson is playing. Uh, moving on from that big news that happened uh, today, uh, which is June 7th, the magic, the gathering MMO multiplayer ma- or massively multiplayer online role-playing game has been announced made by the same team that is, that's made uh, star Wars and Neverwinter. Uh, we're going to have a Magic the Gathering MMO. No other details aside from the announcement of the product has been made. We don't know any of the mechanics. We don't know any of kind of what parts of Magic they're using, how you're going to make your character, and so on and so forth. But that is kind of the uh, the, the distil- distillation of what we know as far as that is concerned. Am I excited? Yes, I'm excited because this is a chance to grow the Magic brand. And it's if it is end up ends up being good, I might actually decide to jump into an MMO for the first time in my life. If it doesn't end up being good, well, that's a different story entirely. You know, Magic is a great IP. You've got these great characters and you've got these great storylines. Um, but will it translate to a MMO situation? And as an a inexperienced MMO player, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, moving on to some other topics. Uh, coming up here in a few weeks or so, uh, the Magic Online Commander Format is going back to a separate ban list between the 1v1 leagues and the uh, multiplayer leagues. So in multiplayer, you'll be able to play with your soul ring, whereas in 1v1, you're not, you're not, you're going to lose your soul ring, you're going to lose your fast mana, and the like. Is this ultimately going to help the two formats? Uh, again, I already said that I've kind of sold out of Commander on Magic Online, and I have a lot of thoughts on whether or not you know 1v1 Commander is good for the ma- good for Magic, or you know if there's a uh, as one TCG player article put it, it's not Commander. Uh, I think that's for cer- for some other talking heads to try to discuss. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's still Magic. I mean, you're playing with the Commander rule set, but again, it doesn't it doesn't feel like Commander. Speaking of a standard, back to how we had the standard GPs last weekend. Marvel Etherworks Marvel had another uh, coming out party, where in Europe it was actually a pretty subdued coming out party. But in America, it was overwhelmingly popular popular, and made up six of the top eight decks, and Brad Nelson won it with Teamer Marvel. Um, and it begs the question of whether or not, you know, is Marvel too good? Is Marvel, you know, far and away the best deck of format? Uh, is it being oppressive? Does it deserve a ban in the upcoming BNR announcements? And at the end of the day, I'm not sure. I think that something might get banned, and if it's something does get banned, it's it's going to be Marvel. Uh, they're not going to ban kind of the payoff. They're going to ban the enabler. And turn four Ulamogs is very unfair. Much much more unfair than, say, a turn four Emrakul was back when Emrakul and Ulamog were both in the Marvel decks. Uh, moving on from that, though, uh, Frank Carson had a great article that was published uh, today about how the Equilibrium metagame based on the day two data of both GP Amsterdam and GP uh, Omaha resulted in no Marvel decks being in kind of what what he called the equilibrium state of this metagame. Granted, the metagame that he came to would be made up mostly of green-black uh, Delirium or green-black counters or whatever 
deck that you were playing there with a, some number of zombies and some number of blue eye control. But obviously Marvel, it was overwhelmingly popular. It was overwhelmingly the best deck played last weekend. And the question is, is that too much to ask? Like, is that the breaking point where you say Marvel not only was really good, but it was also the most played deck. And again, it really depends on kind of what Wizards sees from the data and what they want to see from the format moving forward. And if they know that something big is going to be coming up from uh, from our devastation that will that they think will make the Marvel decks a little too good or will push the Marvel decks over the top, it's going to be hairy because if the Marvel decks stay good, then that's not good for Magic because that deck is really hard to cover. It's really hard to interact with without some way of attacking a player's energy reserves. So maybe we'll see something coming up in the next set. Maybe we'll see something coming up in Ixalan to attack that. Or we'll just see Etherworks Marvel getting uh, getting the band hammer and being put away for good. Another good uh, one good thing about the weekend is that we saw the resurgence of Electrostatic Pummeler coming back in these energy aggro decks, either red green for Pummeler or green black to play with Glint Save Artisan in this or Glint Save Artisan and the like. It's definitely an interesting archetype that I think puts a lot of pressure um, on top of the Marvel decks as well as Control and the other green and uh, some of the other decks in the format. Vehicles got a little bit of a resurgence. Now out now going outside of Mardu, uh, sometimes you'll see a Jeskai vehicles, and there have even been Esper vehicles that people have been toying with on Magic Online and on other uh, content, created video, content created videos. And I think that that's a good step for the non-Marvel decks because, again, we really don't want Marvel to be the best deck. It happens to be the best deck. And the fact that it makes games so kind of reliant on randomness is great. But there's definitely ways that we can mitigate that in the future. Uh, how's, Mar- how's Modern looking? Well, Modern has come to the consensus, basically, that Death's Shadow is probably one of the best creatures in the format. And looking at kind of the replays from the Modern Weekend, we saw a lot of different Death Shadow builds. We saw Jund Death Shadow, Obzon Death Shadow, Sultai Death Shadow. I think the only com- combination we didn't see we saw was Mardu Death Shadow. Uh, we even saw like four color Death Shadow where they were playing, say, John splashing white for lingering souls and the like. And these the the proclivity of Death Shadow, as well as the addition of Living End becoming a little bit more streamlined thanks to Archfiend of Ifner, Horror of the Broken Lands, and Desert Ceradon, we saw Street Wraith, according to MCG Goldfish, being the most played creature in the entire format. So whether or not that's good for modern, it's interesting. Uh, I definitely feel like cards like Condemn, which is becoming increasingly popular, or uh, Blessed Alliance, which is, be- which is becoming increasingly popular, popular, makes it seem a little more likely that, that Death Shadow is not going to be oppressive. But I am concerned about the potential top eights or potential uh, end games where we see multiple Death Shadow builds uh, taking place at the top tables. And it kind of feels like Tarmogoyf might have been uh, usurped as the best creature in the format. I'm not sold on it, because Tarmogoyf is still really good, but it definitely is a little cause for concern. I'm also a little concerned because Storm appears to be still be doing very well and still being represented at the top tables, and I really don't want Storm to get banned, because it's my, it's my pet deck, and just like Ian didn't want, you know, Infect to get, you know, banned to Oblivion, I, I don't want Storm to get banned to Oblivion. Sure, it's a personal problem, but listen, we all have our own personal stakes when it comes to Magic. Other announcements that have come out because Magic Online is turning 15 this week. Uh, they're doing a big 15th anniversary celebration with the 
uh, Pick Your Plane Sealed League, where you get six packs according to different planes. The planes are Dominaria, Mirrodin, uh, Zendikar, and Ravnica. Personally, I think I would take my first shot at playing uh, with a Ravnica sealed, and then maybe trying a Shadow Seal or a Innistrad sealed because that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, but moving on from that, uh, they're also upping the price support, and on June 21st, we get the Vintage Cube back until Hour of Devastation comes out. Speaking of Hour of Devastation, the first story came out today by Allison Lurz, which is the Hour of Revelation. And while we don't see Bolas in the story, we do get kind of the flashback from Bolas' perspective of his uh, coming to Amonkhet and taking over and controlling the plane, as well as not seeing, not Nicol Bolas pop out in the story so far, but instead seeing... One of Liliana's demons, Razaketh, uh, being revealed, but not by name, and calling out Liliana and confusing Samut and Jeru about how this demon knows who Liliana is. Apparently they don't know that the Gatewatch are Planeswalkers, but then again, I don't think that they really know what Planeswalkers are in the first place. And that's really going to do it, I think. I think we covered all the topics that I wanted to really discuss. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at jwiley129 and on Twitch by the same handle. If you want to find Ian on Twitter... You can find him at DixonIJ, as well as on Twitch by the name Dix, D-I-X. If you want to reach the podcast directly, you can do so on Twitter at Eyes in the Mize. Or if you have a more personal question, shoot us an email at eyesinthemize at gmail.com. We would love to hear your feedback about how we can best improve the podcast for you, our listeners. Uh, hopefully Ian will not be busy uh, next week so that we can talk a little bit more about uh, the magic zeitgeist as we are wont to do. And thank you all for listening to this quick little update and exalted episode. And we'll talk to y'all next time. Mm-hmm.